welcome to the Kingdom Truth Podcast. On our podcast, we teach the good news of Jesus Christ and biblical principles that empower all people with real-life, timeless applications. I am your host, Bible teacher, Yolanda Tyler. Well, praise the name of the Lord, everybody. We are excited about God's Word on this day. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word, for faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We pray for every listener that they will hear your word and receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to continue our sermon series titled, Cultivating a Heart of Humility. Our subtitle is, God's Response. I will be reading in your hearing from the New American Standard Version of the Bible, Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 to 11. For this reason also, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The author of the book of Philippians is the Apostle Paul. He was on his second missionary journey, and he's writing from a Roman prison. The audience is the saints of Jesus Christ at Philippi, and it includes the leaders of the church, the overseers, and the deacons. Our scripture text begins with, for this reason also, which simply means consequently on account of all this or in light of all this. So to understand the context of verse nine, for what reason the apostle Paul is referring to, let's take a look at verse eight. So in verse eight, the apostle Paul, in summary, he speaks to the humility and the obedience of Jesus Christ. And it is demonstrated in his perfect selfless humility. Jesus Christ also demonstrated perfect obedience to the point of death. And he emphasizes even the death of the cross. Jesus shed his precious blood on the cross at Calvary and gave his life for you and for me. Scripture tells us in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 too, for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. The cross and crucifixion during ancient times was the most wretched and most cruel punishment. The cross represented a stake and it was a well-known instrument for the guiltiest criminals for robbers and authors and abettors of insurrections. Yet Jesus, the Christ, suffered the torture, death, and punishment of a criminal. He died as a condemned criminal. And scripture says he also died an accursed death. God himself had called it so, according to Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, and Deuteronomy 21 verse 23. The cross or the place of crucifixion was a public execution, a place of open shame and humiliation. Yet Jesus Christ, 
our beloved Savior died and paid the ultimate price for our salvation and redemption on the cross. For every believer, the cross is a significant reminder and powerful symbol of what Jesus did for us 2,000 years ago. Jesus had us and all of humanity on his mind, even when we were not thinking about him, even when we were living our lives independent of him and on our own terms, even when we were doing what was right in our own eyes, Jesus had us on his mind. And some of us remember that song back in the 60s, it's your thing, do what you want to do. We were doing our own thing, living in sin, separated from God. And scripture says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So now for us Christians, as believers, the cross means everything to us. It's a constant reminder of the high price Jesus paid for our redemption. And the truth of the matter is, we too have a cross to bear in order to follow Christ, according to Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 to 26. Following Jesus Christ will cost us everything, all of who we are and all that we will ever be. No cross, no Christ. We must be willing to pay the cost and carry our cross. Philippians 2.9 goes on to say, For this reason also God highly exalted him. God's response, our first biblical principle is, that God exalted Jesus to the highest rank. Jesus came in humiliation. Now he is in exaltation. Our first observation here is God is the main subject. God responds to what Jesus Christ did for us. The phrase highly exalted, it comes from a Greek word which occurs only one time in this verse in the New Testament. The Greek word is hupraopseo, and it just simply means exalted beyond measure, exceedingly high, to exalt to the highest rank and power, to raise to supreme majesty, or to raise to the loftiest heights. Jesus Christ received the highest exaltation possible. He is in a class all by himself. Jesus holds the highest rank above all creation, above all created things, above the universe. Jesus holds the highest rank above all powers, all rulers, all authorities. Jesus holds the highest rank above all angels, thrones, dominions, above all princes, presidents, prime ministers. Jesus holds the highest rank above all kings and kingdoms. Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And the exaltation of Jesus is supreme over everybody and everything. The psalmist prophesied of Jesus' exaltation in Psalm 89, 27. It reads, I, referring to God the Father, also shall make him, the Messiah, my firstborn, 
the highest of the kings of earth. Psalm 97.9 also speaks to the exaltation of Jesus Christ. It says, For you, Lord, are the most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. Isaiah prophesied about the exaltation of Jesus Christ. In Isaiah chapter 52, verse 13, it reads, Behold, my servant will prosper. He will be high and lifted up and greatly exalted. God exalted Jesus to the highest rank. There's an old spiritual that says, my God is so high, you can't get over him. He's so low, you can't get under him. He's so wide, you can't get around him. You must come in by and through the lamb. Jesus is highly exalted. He is high and lifted up and he deserves all of our praises. In the book of Psalm 99 verse 9 says, Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy hill for the Lord our God is holy. That is our Jesus. And personally, that is my Jesus. And who wouldn't want to serve a God like this? We see the exaltation of Jesus Christ all throughout the scriptures. We see it in his resurrection. Jesus died and was buried. And on the third day, he rose from the dead. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 4 declares, And that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. Jesus got up. He defeated hell, death, Satan, and the grave. Satan could not keep Jesus in the grave. Death and the grave could not hold him. Hebrews 2.14 says, Therefore, since the children are all made of flesh and blood, Jesus likewise shared in the same flesh and blood so that by his death, he might destroy the one who has the power of death. And that is the devil. Because we are in Christ, death and the grave cannot hold us. Scripture says we have the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 8.11 says, But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. The same power, the same spirit of Jesus Christ is in us. The greater one lives on the inside of us. 1 John 4, 4 says, Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. God exalted Jesus to the highest rank. The Bible says in the book of Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, Therefore, if you have been raised with Christ, keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Because we are risen with Christ Jesus, we are able to rise above the circumstances, situations, and the challenges in our lives. We don't have to allow people or the enemy to dictate 
are determined, the outcome are what happens to us. The devil is already defeated. Jesus is exalted. People come and go. Situations are constantly changing. But Jesus Christ, he is alive. He is faithful. And he has the final say. We believe the word of God. We declare the word of God and we live by and stand by God's word. And although we may not be where we want to be, but thank God we are not where we used to be. We keep our hearts and our eyes fixed on Jesus Christ because God has exalted Jesus to the highest rank. We even see the exaltation of Jesus in his ascension. Jesus did not elevate himself to the throne of majesty, but his father lifted him there and placed him on his throne. Jesus did not crown himself. God crowned Jesus. Acts 2.33 says, Therefore, since he, Jesus, has been exalted at the right hand of God, and Jesus is ascended far above the heavens, that he might fill all things according to Ephesians 4.10. Jesus and only Jesus is heaven ruling and he is ruling in power. The exaltation of Jesus is also seen in his glorification. In the book of St. John chapter 17 verse 1, when Jesus prays his priestly prayer, the Bible says, Jesus spoke these things and raising his eyes to heaven, he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so that the son may glorify you. This is a mutual glorification between the son and the father. The father glorifies the son and the son glorifies the father. Jesus is up in glory. He is in heaven and our lives are our entire essence and entire being is to glorify Jesus. He deserves all the glory, all the honor, and all the praises. Jesus humbled himself and obeyed God, and God exalted him to the highest rank. And you might ask, well, Bible teacher Tyler, so how do I apply that word to my life? Or how does it work for me? Even in our own lives, the same truth applies. We do the humbling and God does the exalting. We are to always remain humble. And I pray that we don't get it twisted. James put it this way in James 4 verse 10. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. Peter concurs writing in 1 Peter 5, 6. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you at the proper time. When God does the exalting, he already knows when we are fully prepared. He knows the proper timing. God already knows if we have developed the godly character the spiritual discipline, development, and maturity to handle being exalted. He has already seen our commitment, 
consistency, and faithfulness to him. He's already seen our faithfulness to his word and to serving him over a period of time. God already knows when we are responsible and ready to be raised up. And not if, but when challenging times come, we will not collapse under pressure. We'll be able to stand firm and strong and rely on the Lord to see us through. And the greater will be our victory when we come out on the other side. We have all heard the saying, the greater the level, the greater the devil. The greater the battle, the greater the anointing. The more influence we have in the Lord's kingdom, the more frequently the enemy comes after us to discourage us and to try to stop us from making a difference. He tries to stop us from fulfilling and completing God's plan and purpose for our lives. Luke 12, 48 states, From everyone who has been given much, much will be required. When God elevates us, he brings us up to the next level of victory and the next level of responsibility and accountability. He brings us to a greater and deeper walk with him. When God elevates us, he lifts us up on high and he raises us up to a place of dignity, honor, and blessings. While on the other hand, when we exalt ourselves or when we allow men to exalt us, we are left to our own. It is dangerous and destructive. And most times, we like the character, stability, spiritual development, and maturity to handle being raised up. And oftentimes, we even like the skills and the abilities. In most cases, we are walking in pride and selfishness, and we just want what we want, when we want it, and we want it right now. And we just go right ahead of God and end up making a big mess of things. God does the exalting, not us, not man. We do the humbling. Now let's continue. Philippians 2.9 says, For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. Our second biblical principle in this lesson, God's response is he gave Jesus the highest name. Now here's an observation. The word name is mentioned twice in this verse. The apostle Paul is placing great emphasis on this word. The word bestowed in our text comes from the Greek word charisomai, and it comes from the root word charis, which simply means grace or unmerited favor. Another layer of meaning for bestow is to give freely and generously or to give as a gift of grace. God gave and granted his great grace and favor on Jesus Christ. God gave Jesus the name which is above every name, Jesus the Christ, the highest name, the supreme name, no other name can compare to his name. 
The word name in this text speaks of Jesus' whole character, the total person of Christ. It speaks of his highest title. The name of Jesus supersedes every title given to anyone and his name supersedes forever. The name reveals Christ's authority, his character, his fame, and his reputation. God bestowed on him the name which is above every name. The phrase above every name means the name of Jesus is unsurpassed, unrivaled, and unequaled. The Bible says according to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 20 to 21, and what is the boundless greatness of his power toward us who believe? These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, which he, referring to God, brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. God gave Jesus the highest name. His name is above every name in this present age, in the church age, and his name is above every name and will be above every name in future events to come. In the rapture, which is the next prophetic event on God's calendar, Jesus Christ has the highest name. During the tribulation, during the 1,000 years millennial reign, his name is above and beyond every name. All throughout eternity, forever and ever and ever, Jesus' name is the highest name. God gave Jesus the highest name in our salvation. It is only in the name of Jesus is their salvation, according to Acts chapter 4, verse 12. The Bible says, There is no one who has the power to save, for there is only one name to whom God has given authority by which we must experience salvation, the name of Jesus. And in the healing of our bodies, emotions, spirit, and soul, Jesus has the highest name. Isaiah 53, 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. There's also deliverance in the name of Jesus. Luke 4, 18 declares, The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed. God has given Jesus the highest name. We find freedom in the name of Jesus. John 8, 36 declares, if therefore the Son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. We also have power and authority in the name of Jesus. Luke 10, 19 says, Behold, 
I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you because God gave Jesus the highest name. We have the privileges as believers to pray in the name of Jesus. John 14 verses 13 to 14 says, and whatever you ask in my name, this I will do so that the father may be glorified in the son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. And we sing so many songs about the name of Jesus. And one of them is your great name. The lyrics are, we love to call your name. It's something we cannot explain. That happens when we proclaim your great name, King Jesus, no other name, King Jesus, none stronger. We can call on you. Things change. Yes, when we call on your name. We worship, adore, and exalt the name of Jesus. Psalm 8.1 says, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. We also know demons tremble at the name of Jesus. James 2.19 says, you believe there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. Demonic powers shrink back at the name of Jesus. They are so fearful, terrified, and horrified at that name. And I am convinced to the core that God gave Jesus the highest name. Even in the Old Testament, Jesus has the highest name. Isaiah 9, 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. In Job 19.25, the word says, I know that my Redeemer lives, and he shall stand at last on the earth. In Songs of Solomon, chapter 2-1, Jesus Christ is given the name Rose of Sharon and Lily of the Valley. We also find in the book of Daniel, chapter 7-9, his name is the Ancient of Days. It reads, I watched till thrones were put in place, and the Ancient of Days was seated. His garment was white as snow, and the hair on his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame, its wheels a burning fire. In the book of Psalms and Proverbs, God gave Jesus the highest name. Proverbs 18.10 declares, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs into it and is safe. Psalm 23.1 says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Jesus Christ has the highest name as cornerstone. In Psalm 118.22, it says, The stone which the builders refuse is become the headstone of the corner. God gave Jesus the highest name. Now here are some practical applications for our lesson. Number one, 
Read and meditate on scriptures pertaining to the lesson. John chapter 17, verse 1, Luke 12, 48, Ephesians 1, verses 20 to 21, Isaiah 53, verse 5, Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, and Romans chapter 8, verse 11. Number two, seek to exalt and honor Jesus Christ by acknowledging him daily. Number three, invest time daily in the word of God and get to know the truth about the person of Jesus Christ. And you might ask Bible teacher Tyler, who is this Jesus? Well, the Bible says that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus in Romans 10, 9, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for salvation that's taking place all around the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Truth Podcast with Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler. Please subscribe to our podcast so you will know when the next episode is published. To hear more biblical teachings and give to support the ministry, please visit our website at www.thekingdomtruth.org. That is www.thekingdomtruth.org. God bless you until we meet again.